Welcome to the King's Podcast, the ultimate guide of film and television. Okay, this is my last episode. So that was not my last episode, but this is going to be my last one. I'm disgusted with myself. Hello, everybody. We are already around Halloween time. And the year of the Lord, 2023. And frankly, this month has been scarier than any horror film I have ever witnessed. And I was praying throughout the whole Conjuring film, you know. I had my, I wish I had my crucifix, my holy oil, my holy wallet, right watching this film. And that experience was nothing in comparison to what I've been watching and hearing and learning um, this past month. I just wanted to acknowledge that this there's a lot of things that has been occurring in the world that has caused a lot of pain, suffering, and anger. And I just want to, for all of us, to just take a deep breath in And exhale. Place our hands on our chests and feel that our heartbeats. I know that we are here, we are present. And take time to know that what you're feeling is valid. And let yourself go through whatever you're feeling. Don't suppress it, release it. Either talk to someone, write it down, but don't numb whatever you're feeling. And it's also time to really do take care of yourself, mentally, physically. There's just a lot that's happening, and I just want everyone to have that space um, and the time. Just make sure that you're taking care of yourself, um, because there is a lot that is occurring and I have to be honest like I have been struggling this past month uh mentally in many ways there's just been a lot lot that I have seen and heard and I just feel very disillusioned I feel disappointed I feel like a kid who has just discovered that Santa Claus doesn't exist or the Tooth Fairy. It's just like a loss of innocence. But just, let's just take a deep breath in. Exhale. Now we're going to get into the episode as planned. Just wanted to mention that if you do hear in the background some leaf blowers or something that's just it is autumn where I am located, and so there's a lot of work that's kind of going outside. So if you just hear those sounds, or there are just a lot of leaf blowers that's occurring. I don't have the state of arc sound system that kind of blocks out the sound, so if you do hear that, that is what is going on. Since the world is far too scary, I'm going to give you 
three films to watch for Halloween that are not so scary and you can watch them and not have to leave a nightlight on and have nightmares for ye- for months and be traumatized for far longer. So here are three recommendations for those kinds of films. So my first recommendation is going to be The Blackening. The Blackening came out earlier this year, around June, around Juneteenth. It is directed by Tim Story, who did Barbershop. It is written by Tracy Oliver and Dwayne Dwayne Parkins. And Dwayne Parkins is one of the stars of the films. And so the premise of the film is on the weekend of Juneteenth, a group of college friends link up in a cabin in the woods. And what was supposed to be a fun-filled weekend turns into a nightmare as they become targeted by a masked killer. I found the blackening to be laugh out loud funny. It was hilarious. I loved it. It is the top three best films I've watched this year for films that came out this year, I should say. I found it to be an original premise. I found the writing to be witty. Uh, You know, the humor was there. It never missed a mark. It really was a great social commentary on blackness. Sort of how blackness is portrayed on screen, particularly in the genre of horror. Also, how we define blackness. What does it mean to be black? Especially what it means to be black in America. What does that look like? You know, and how do we, I'm talking about we as black people, define that for ourselves? Historically in horror films, you will always have the black character dying first. They'll always be like the first to die. So that was kind of always kind of the running joke line that if you see a black person, oh, they're going to die. Uh, but in some ways, it was kind of, but it was always interesting how a lot of them were written because the way they were acting from everything I have known and from my own black experience. We have always been survivors and fighters. Um, So it was ridiculous to have us in these films acting against what, in real, like in real situations, how we really react. Um, But, you know, also Black people are not a monolith. So it's interesting to see kind of how when there are now Black creatives being behind the camera or the ones that are in the writing room, to kind of see the, f- the fleshed out characters as opposed to some of the racist tropes that we would find these characters in previously in Hollywood films. I have honestly been really excited for all the creatives of this time, especially in Hollywood, you kind of get this machine 
going on like a cog of the machine. So there's not much originality that comes through. And so when, so it's so important and great to see these kinds of films come out because they normally would not get the backing for the studio because there's always these conversations that if you put a Black person in the lead, they will not do well. They won't resonate with other people who are not Black or they just won't come to the cinema to see them or support them. And that is proven time and time again not to be true, but it is the narrative that goes on in Hollywood. And Hollywood is still being led by white cis males. That is the truth. So it's always refreshing when there's films that are not directed by or written by the majority. So so I feel like I'm getting kind of getting lost and heated and passionate about it. I can say from a personal stance, I have had a lot of people wouldn't necessarily comment on my blackness, but sort of like definitely like I always felt like my Africanness was always a target, uh, mainly because I sound a certain kind of way. So people will sometimes wonder whether or not I was African. And in some ways, I felt it was that they're criticizing my blackness, how I appear to be, and kind of wondering the environment I grew in, grew up in. Not until I came to the United States of America did I was I ever in a community or put in spaces where I was the only black person or the only black voice. That was never ever my experience. I went to international schools my whole life. I had friends who were from all over the world. We had different cultures. And a lot of the times I had other friends, like most of our friend groups, we, we were mostly black and brown. If I kept it 100%, we were mostly black and brown. And that was just my experience. And so I feel as if some people may perceive me as someone who grew up with a lot of white people. That was not my experience. Not until I came to United States of America and I had a huge cultural awakening. And I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. I am not used to this. This racism thing. The microaggressions is not for me. And so I find like movies like The Blackening to be such a healing experience for me. Uh, Sort of like a, you know, a place where you can just breathe and I definitely will recommend the Blackland to pretty much anyone. You can currently buy or rent the Blackening. I believe it's worldwide. It's also available available on Stars, the Stars app or Stars on Demand. That is where you can watch it, and it's it's like a ten out of ten for me. Just personally, I thought it was great. Uh, for someone who loves a really good laugh, for someone who really enjoys a, f- a great satire, um, for someone who is a Black creative, for someone who loves horror films, this was everything to me. And when I watched it, I watched it at a time where I really did need need, need that healing a healing space, and The Blackening was that for me. The second film I'm going to recommend is The Conference. This is an original film that is on Netflix. You can find it on Netflix no matter where your location is. The Conference is a Swedish black horror film. 
And when I mean black, I mean like dark in subject matter, not in skin color. Um, <laughs> so the premise of the conference is a group of municipal employees go on a team building conference just prior to ground, a groundbreaking ceremony for a new shopping center. Their trip turns into a nightmare as they become haunted by a masked killer. <laughs> so both films do, are like, well, actually all the films I'm recommending are all slasher films. Um, what to do? Uh, <laughs> but the film does make you think about corporate greed and how much these corporations do not care about the people they are screwing over. They're just all about the money, really. And even within these um, corporations or these companies is a dog-eat-dog world, and they will screw each other over. And, like, even in the face of death, death by, like, a masked killer, they were still turning on one another, still, like, all joining forces to fight this one guy. They were like, some of them were screwing each other over. And it's, it's, it was really, it, it's, it was just really insane to me. I thought the conference was hysterical. <laughs> hysterical. Um, I believe it premiered around Friday the 13th, which is quite of interesting because it kind of, in some ways, does remind me a little bit of the Friday the 13th movies, just in sort of like, a look like location being it kind of looks like they're in like a sleepaway kind of camp and it's just this one killer who kind of walks really slow and no matter what you throw at him it's kind of hard for him to die and this killer is motive has a motive and it's really interesting because what I love what the filmmaker did the director did and the editor is it kind of give gave you sort of hints about the killer in the very in the opening sequence. It, the film starts off with sort of, I guess, like you know how when there's board meetings, board meetings, and they always kind of show off their sort of like samples of projects they're working on. So it kind of starts off with like a boardroom, like a boardroom that's completely like destroyed. There's like blood everywhere. And everything is broken, and you kind of like going like slow motion through this room. It's like the early parts of the morning, and the windows broken into. And then you see like a car that's like like smoke coming from this car. You don't know what's happening, and then faintly you hear her screaming. You're like, "What's going on?" And then all of a sudden, just like this figure just comes running past the frame, screaming. I laughed. It was just really unexpected because first it starts with this ominous feeling and then with that like figure just cutting through the, fr the frame you're like oh this is going to be absolutely ridiculous and I had to like rewind it a few times because I just had a really good chuckle <laughs> I kind of needed that chuckle and I will say that there I will say there for a trigger warning and a content warning because it's kind of graphically gory like you do see blood a lot of blood and sometimes I had to like turn my eyes away sometimes um so it can be a bit it it can be a bit triggering and if you are someone who's sensitive to her set I won't recommend that for you 
but I thought it was a really um well done dark comedy. Hilarious. Um I thought it had a great a great um killer because I've always loved those like I, I love Michael Myers, I love Jason, I love Freddy, I love Candyman. So it has that really great and of course the the scream the screen grows, you know, just like that kind of really great killer who who really does the sequences that he does, like the like the body count in this film is quite high, and he doesn't like it doesn't hold back, but everything is done like in a humorous way. Like you're watching and you're laughing because it's so ridiculous. Um, just in in, a, in that viewpoint. But what I do love, it seems as if there's like two stories kind of going on. There's like the the main story. Which is about these people going, you know, for their team bonding experience. And there is a villain of that storyline. And the parallel storyline, which is also correlated with why they're there in the conference in the first place, is with the killer. So there's really is two villains of this of this movie. There's kind of the villain of the corporation. And the villain of the main, the villain that all of them are kind of running away from, which is the mass killer. And so the person, when I found, not to give too much spoilers, but I will say it kind of talks about the the final girl, you know, of horror movies, there's always a final girl, the one that always goes head to head with the killer. And so what you find out is the person who you think is the final girl is not the final girl. The, that person is just the main character, not the final girl. So, but it's interesting to see who the final girl is. Um, and I'm not saying that this is not a spoiler of who dies and who doesn't. It's just saying that there's really like two time, like storylines that are kind of going around the same time and plot lines that are happening at the same time. And so I would recommend that you do check out the conference that's now playing on Netflix. And the final film I'm going to recommend is Totally Killer. Totally Killer is on Amazon Prime. Like, Amazon Prime, I have to tell you, from the majority of the films I have watched on Amazon Prime recently, they have been fantastic. They're, they're putting out a lot of great content of original films. Like, I think I saw one called The Burial. That is not... That is not part of this whole like Halloween conversation, but I will also the burials. I guess is going to get a little push. It's, it's Tommy Lee Jones and Jamie Fox. That was a not a great original film on Amazon that I saw recently. But totally killer. Uh, let's say I once again was trying to find horror films. Because I really do like to get into the festive mood of Halloween. And so earlier this month, I came across Totally Killer. And I was like, okay, this looks really fun. It looks like something that I would have nightmares with. It's like 80s, like, themes. And I love 80s films. Uh, and I, I love a good slasher film. And so the premise of Totally Killer, it's a black comedy slasher film. Once again, black is dark comedy. Directed by Nanatika Khan, who's also the director for a Netflix original film called Always Be My Baby. 
Okay, so in October of 1987, a small town of Vernon became infamous for the Sweet 16 killer. Three teenage girls were stabbed 16 times on their 16th birthday. Flash, flash forward, fast forward to the year 2023. This town is now flocked by true crime enthusiasts. And the killers took this day has now be, has not been found. On Halloween that night, thirty five late years later, the killer returns, and they kill a survivor of the Sweet Sixteen killers' killings, Pam Hughes. Pam has a daughter whose name is Jamie, who's completely devastated by the death of her mom. She gets notified by a. Rep- by a true crime podcaster that her mom had received this letter recently, given him this letter, kind of saying that she was going to be next. And so the killer shows up one day to kind of come to Jamie, and Jamie is running away, and she gets trapped in one of her friend's time machine's creation. And through the, a little tussle, tassel with the killer, she travels back in time to 1987, Days before the first week 16 killing is supposed to take. So now she's in a race of time to stop the sweet 16, to stop the sweet 16 killer and to save her mom's life and to make sure she gets it back home in time so she doesn't completely mess up the storyline, the timeline. Cause you know, it's like the whole like butterfly effect. If you change one thing, then everything changes in, in the future. So she's trying to like, that and also make sure she gets home on time so she doesn't get trapped in 1987. So it's basically um, like all the great 80s horror films that came out there mixed with Back to the Future. It's really fantastic, really funny, and it just made me kind of think about like how things would be if I got to meet my mom when she was younger. Would I get along with my mom and everything like that? What I loved so much was seeing Jamie interacting with her teenage version of her parents. You can see how much she loved them and how much she was willing to fight to save them, to change the story, to change the ending. But it was also so cute seeing the teenage version of her parents fall in love, even though they were falling in love earlier than they should have because of Jamie being now in there's this storyline coming back to the 80s, 87. She was kind of like making them fall in love earlier than they should have fallen in love in. So I thought that was really sweet and endearing. Once again, I will say uh, the sweet 16 killer is not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, there are some, there are some scenes that are so like, once again, a trigger warning because it can be a little, like, um, sort of like Nightmare on Elm Street kind of feel. That's kind of how I felt sometimes when I would see some of the, some of the, the kills. It kind of felt like, like Nightmare on Elm Street and, um, Friday the 13th. That kind of like, best really paid homage to the 80s, um, 80s films, I should say. Uh, I, I would recommend it. I thought it was a really, really fun film. And also kind of dabbling in, like, the um, time travel genre that was also really popular in the 80s, too. So, yeah, I that is the last film I recommend, Totally Killer. Uh, I don't think I thought it was fantastic. 
You know, if you love 80s nostalgia, a good laugh, and a great serial killer, then this movie is for you. Uh, yeah, but once again, just really take, make, just make sure that you're guarding your heart and guarding your mind. Uh, because there's a lot of information that's coming through, a lot of things that we are seeing the night and hearing about that I feel like we, that I feel is going to change us forever. So I just also want to make sure that everyone is guarding their hearts and guarding their minds. It's really important in this time to do so. All right. That's it. Thank you so much for listening to me. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope that my little podcast made you a little bit happy. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure that you like and subscribe. And if you really love it, go ahead and share it with anyone you think may enjoy it as well. And I've got to go because the rap on music is coming out right now and I didn't really have time to thank all the people I had to thank, but gotta go. God bless. <laughs>